You're listening to the Nate Lull Podcast. Download each new episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And now, here's Nate. It's episode 46 of the Nate Lull Podcast. Hey, everybody. I am your host, Nate Lull. Excited to catch up today with Sydney alum, Connor Decker. Uh, Connor was a great three-sport athlete for the Warriors and graduated in 2016. She played field hockey, basketball, and softball and went on to play Division II softball at Mansfield University in Pennsylvania. A really dynamic athlete and came to Sydney at a time where that class, that class of 2016, was just loaded with talent. And we'll talk about that during today's episode for sure. But Connor was a great softball pitcher and was really pitching very well during a time in the MAC when uh, there was a lot of good teams. When you looked at Afton, you looked at Sydney, you looked at Deposit, uh, there was a lot of good talent and she was able to lead the Warriors to a MAC championship. So that was huge. And it was their first one in school history. So it's fun to look back on those memories. And, you know, that was one of the first years that I was here in Sydney and Connor and that group and a, a lot of guys and girls in Sydney were uh, very helpful to me during that time to kind of help me get my uh, career here at WCDO off the ground. And so it was great to catch up with Connor. Always followed her college softball career, but you know when athletes aren't around town as much or in the area and they're, they're off doing their thing, you don't get to talk to them or see them as much. So it was great to just sit down with Connor and we had a ton of laughs and it was really fun to chat with her and look back on some things in, in her sports career that uh, were really big moments. And uh, the transition, you know, she moved from Afton to Sydney uh, during high school. So it was great to talk about that and get her perspective on that. And, and also she opened up a little bit and uh, was able to talk about the passing of her dad, uh, Wade Decker, who is a, a very well-known racer, uh, dirt track racer in the area. And so it was just nice to hear her thoughts on that and how she thinks about him every day and how they connected over softball and specifically pitching and getting to the college level was one of their goals. So it was really amazing to hear that story. So I think you'll enjoy this here today. The Nate Lowell Podcast has many special sponsors, of course, as you know, and uh, they are all supporting this work. Uh, we're able to pump out two, three, four episodes a week because of these sponsors. So a big thank you to them. They include NYCM Insurance of Edmiston, Shenango Memorial Hospital of Norwich, Shandelo Federal Credit Union of Franklin, Preferred Mutual Insurance Company of New Berlin, the Amphenol Corporation of Sydney, Sports Field Specialties of Delhi. We have SFCU, the Leatherstocking Group of Cooperstown, your registered mortgage brokers, C.H. Landers Funeral Chapel of Sydney, A.L. Fox Hospital and their Tritown Campus, also in Sydney, the Franklin Railroad Museum, Benson Agency Real Estate of Oneonta, we have Huff Ice Cream of Sydney, Marabito Gresham Insurance, Circle of Life Ambulette of Hobart, First Priority Mortgage Loan Officer David Smith. Of course, one of our big sponsors is Certified Auto Outlet of Oneonta. A big thank you to uh, Mark Talbot and his team there. Gilbert Plumbing and Heating of Gilbertsville. Clark Sports Center of Cooperstown. Certified Financial Planner Ed Curley. The Delaware National Bank of Delhi. Hancock Telephone and Hancock Video and Pronet. New York Pizzeria of New Berlin. Patriot Masonry of Otigo. 
Trasset Group Attorneys of Cooperstown, and finally, Chambers and O'Hara Car and Truck Center in Sydney. So let's get into episode 46 with Sydney grad Connor Decker, went on to play softball in college at Mansfield University and just finished up. So congratulations to uh, her for graduating from Mansfield this year. So let's get into it. Episode 46 right here on the Nate Lull Podcast. Hey everybody, it's episode 46 of the Nate Lull Podcast. Welcome back, and again, I'm in studio today, and I am joined by class of 2016 Sydney grad, and also just graduated from Mansfield University, Connor Decker. So, Connor, it's been a while, it's good to see you. Oh yes, it's been a long time. You make me sound old with the 2016 (laughs) grad, so... I think the last time we were doing an interview like this was at your signing day. Yes, it was after my signing, and I don't even really know what the questions were about anymore <laughs> now that I think about it. I have it somewhere saved, yep. so I can blackmail you somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, were you more nervous that day for that interview or this one here? This one. I've been out of the interview game for a while now. That one, it was easy breezy. Now you have all this wisdom from going <laughs> to college, so... <laughs> yeah, that... I don't know about wisdom, but <laughs> yeah. So speaking of college, you get your senior year of softball at Division Two Mansfield cut short mm-hmm. because of COVID-19. So take us through your timeline of that. I mean, I know you did see a little bit of action this year yep. before things got cut short, but how did that all work for you? So I actually, my season got cut short even more. So I was supposed to go to a weekend of games. We ha- we played four games. I don't even remember where they were supposed to be, but I ended up not going because my cousin was getting married. So I took that choice to go to the wedding instead. So I was like, you know what? I got the rest of the season. These four games, it's not going to kill me. So I'm just going to go to the wedding and take it as it is. So then I take those four games off and then I come back and... We go to um, Myrtle Beach for spring training. So we went there and we had, I think it was six or seven games there. I'm not sure, throughout the week. So since I did miss those four games for the wedding, I I had my punishment. So the first game I couldn't play. So I was like, you know what? Again, I was like, it's fine. You know, I got the rest of the season. It's okay. And then... I went through the week. It was like my best week of pitching, I think, ever in college. Like I felt on top of the world. You know, I was closing very stressful games and we were coming out on top. So I was like, this is going to be one hell of a season. Like it's going to be great. We had such a great group of girls. And then we get home and there was this talk about it. And we were like, no, there's no way. Like it's not going to end like this. Like PSAC, they were getting together. That's my conference. And so... We knew there were meetings. Our coach was like, you know, like, it's fine. Like, we're going to be okay. Like, just take it one step at a time. And then one morning, we just wake up, and we didn't even get an announcement from our coaches. We get an announcement off of Twitter. That's how everyone found out was... For your whole school? Yep. The entire conference, that's how they announced it. The PSAC tweeted it. So, I mean, that wasn't the best way to hear it as a senior, that that your career was over. But, I mean, it was bittersweet. We all met, and we went to the field one last time. We, like, said our goodbyes. Like, 
It was one big crying baby mess, but I mean, <laughs> it was it was definitely a memorable way to go out, that's for sure. So So besides softball, I mean, do you feel kind of robbed about just your senior year in general? No graduation, no wrapping up those memories with your friends those last yeah. couple of weeks where you're kind of just having fun. Um, do you feel robbed about all of that? Yeah, so, I mean, here's a little sneak peek. I was only taking one class. So, like, school-wise, <laughs> it wasn't really anything because I could have graduated, but I took one more class so I could play softball. Meanwhile, that was probably a waste of time. So I just picked up that one extra class so I could play. And then, yeah, like, it sucked not being around my friends anymore. Like, I was so happy. Like, this was the closest-knit group I've ever been with. You spend pretty much 24-7 with these, like, 20 other girls. So, like, I had such close bonds with them. So it sucked that just, like, out of nowhere it was cut short. But there's still rumors on graduation. We know that it's going to be in person because Pennsylvania's green now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so we can have a graduation. They just are still deciding when. Hopefully not when I'm in grad school to make it even harder. But, yeah, so... So speaking of grad school, and we'll, and we'll go back to Mansfield for sure, but you are going to go to Oneonta State, and mm-hmm. I know we've already talked a little bit about this, but for our <laughs> listeners, you do have that year of eligibility. Yes, I do. Like, would you consider playing for Oneonta State? So it's been very up in the air. I've been back and forth on it like crazy, but now that I think about it, it's about time that I should probably, you know, move on, focus on what I need to do career-wise, like... I do want to become a school counselor, and if I put my mind elsewhere, I feel like I'm going to cut myself short. And, I mean, I've been playing competitive softball since I was nine years old. I started travel softball, so it's been a long time coming. And after, like, the whole coronavirus, everything, like, I didn't even know if I was going to get next year. So mentally, I already checked out. Like, I'm like, you know what? Here's my goodbyes. Like, physically, I haven't pitched in a long time since March. So, I mean... If Megan wants to hit me up and we can maybe yeah. I can be a grad assistant, we could help <laughs> at practice. I would more than likely help with that, but you know. I mean, from my perspective, that's like the dream uh, media thing is I'd get to go up there, you're pitching, and Megan is catching <laughs> yeah. at Oneonta State. Oh my gosh, that would be crazy. That'd I would be just great. be happy that I'm not pitching against her anymore. That was a struggle every single time. I mean, she's great and she's killing it there. Mm-hmm. She was really set to have a great season, yep. so I feel bad for her, and we'll have to get her on yes. at some point as well. And I know she's one that also loves to talk. <laughs> not really, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'd love to have her on as well. Yeah. But no, I think grad assistant, something like that, would be yeah. Who would knows? Be really cool for you. Maybe by the end of the summer, I decide. You know what? I'm not done with this yet, and maybe I'll want to play. I'll have to reach out and just see what my options are. We've had a couple of other athletes that we've had on that are in similar situations mm-hmm. as you, and they're still on the fence too because a they don't know yeah. if they're team if their season is going to have anything when they go back and again physically is another thing and that's one thing I I wanted to ask you we asked Catherine Johnson when she was on the Edmiston pitcher who also played in the PSAC and and you know her very well Mm -hmm. you know baseball they make this big deal now about pitch count and yes especially in high school but I mean softball you could throw it till your arm falls off yes and that's pretty much what I did in high school anyway so a high school kid a, a guy now can throw I don't know what it is. That's 120 pitches, something like that, in sectionals. You might pitch all game, every game, all Mm -hmm. year. Like, what does that do to your body? And, like, why is that that accepted just because it's a different motion? Yeah, so they always say, oh, well, softball, it's a more natural thing. Like, But I'm like, even if it's natural, it's still going to be sore. So 
my senior year, my body was really hitting me towards the end of softball season. I don't think many people know, but like I had some back issues. So I would go to the chiropractor before games. My shoulder was always sore. We would ice it on the daily and it was just, yeah, it was just so strange. Like, but I couldn't stop because I always had this thing where I have to pitch a day before a game. So even if I was tired, I was like, you know what? I have to pitch at practice. Brzee would make time for me so I could go on the side, (laughs) pitch at practice. And then you look over at the baseball field and Zach Green, like, he was a great pitcher, and he, you see him just running laps because he met his pitch limit. So he would be running laps at practice, and then it just sucks because, like, you know, the next game he was probably well needed, but he just got cut off because of the pitch count. But Yeah, I just, you know, I wonder, it's just always been that mentality of you're just on the mound. No mm-hmm. what. And, uh, you know, I just wonder down the road, I would love to talk to maybe some older softball players mm-hmm. and, and how their bodies have, have held up. Uh, it just <laughs> seems like you guys get stuck out on the island. Yes. Like, you're going to pitch for six straight years. Yep. You know, when you look at somebody like Mackenzie Stiles or yourself, I mean, you guys just never come out of the game. I mean, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So, so, I mean, we did have Lily. She did help out sure. quite a bit of games. So, like, at the Bainbridge tournament and stuff like that. And, I mean, it's so awesome to just take that break and see some other people, like, shine in the light of, like, pitching and stuff. So, it is really nice to see other people do it, too. Because, yeah, you're right. Sometimes you really just need that break. And it does get tiring. And, yeah, like, my last couple years in Sydney, it was a little taxing. And that came to my summer decision after I graduated. I was like, you know what? I'm done with pitching. Like, I'm so over it. I did it all the time. So I told my my college coach I didn't want to pitch. So I went, and I was the first baseman for, like, the first semester. And I was like, oh, my God, I miss it so much. I'm <laughs> like, I'm going to go back. I can't do this. Like, it's what I worked on forever. I was like, why would I stop now? So, Because that was one thing about your game is that you could play the field uh, you were very versatile. So mm-hmm. was that one thing when you went to Mansfield, like they knew they could plug you in other places? So when I said to them I didn't want to pitch, they were like, okay, yeah, that's fine. So I told them I did play third base. That was my primary position before um, pitching. And then, you, like I said, when you go to college, all the good kids are on one team. I haven't focused on fielding in like three years, so I'm like, I went in there and I was like, oh my God, these girls are crazy. They are so good at fielding. They can block any ball that comes to them. I was like, I I don't know if I can even compete with these girls that have been doing third base their entire life where I've been focused on pitching for the past couple of years. So they saw my height and they're like, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's put her at first. And I was like, I have not played first base like a day in my life. But I, you know, I went there and a couple games and this isn't for me. Like I really miss pitching. So... I told them, I was like, you know what, I'd want to go back there again. They're like, okay, we knew it was going to happen sooner or later anyway, so they put me at pitching again, and that's where I stuck. So so when you go back to that, and we talked about this a little bit earlier off the air, you really became kind of a relief pitcher, kind of yes. a closer. How was that, you know, coming from being a starter to, to that? Yeah, so it was a big, big, big transition. So, like, in my mind, I was down on myself because I was like oh I'm not good enough to be a starter like it stinks and then going through my years I realized that you need to be a certain person to be a closer like mentally you have to be tough as hell because in softball you never get put into a good situation when you're relieving a game they saw in me that they could put me into any situation and I would be my face would be blank I'd be focused and it'd be like a zero zero game all over again like 
I was never put into a good situation, but that's what made it so exciting is that people were confident enough in me to go into these bad situations and just help out the team and get where we needed to be for the next inning to get us back up on top. So like at first I hated it and then I grew to love it. I was like, I cannot imagine myself doing anything else, even though I would love to. I would love to have start, but just closing, it was so exciting. It was never a dull moment because you were never put into a dull moment. So it was just so fun to do. And I loved just seeing how everyone was so confident in me to just put me into these crazy situations. And, you know, I would do my best to get us out of it. But Yeah, that's wild. Like, you're going in and you're probably inheriting runners, mm. bad situation. <laughs> it's because the, the starter is gassed or whatever, yep. right? So, I mean, you, yeah. you're never going in in a boring spot. Yeah. So, like, my, my worst one, I think, ever I got put into, it was the bottom of the seventh. We were up by one. Bases were loaded and no outs. Oh my gosh. Yep. And so, <laughs> and so the first, the first girl that was up, this is like one mistake. Any softball players listening, never swing at the first pitch that the relief pitcher comes in at because you don't know what she looks like. So the girl's up there. I throw my first pitch. She swings and I'm so lucky. It was a swinging bunt. Like it was right in front of our catcher. She gets it. Steps on home, throws it to first, two outs right off the bat. I was like, oh my God, wow. we can do this. Wow. I was like, we can do this. So then, so then the next one ended up being a strikeout and I was like, my adrenaline was pumping. I was like, I don't even remember the last 10 minutes. I was like, this is just so crazy. So like, that's where like the love came from. It's just that feeling of, oh my gosh, I just did that. And it felt great. So a lot of crazy moments. You also mentioned, and I thought this would be good for our high school athletes listening uh, mm -hmm. that want to go play in college. You know, that's a lot of athletes' dreams, but it's a job. And, and talk about yeah. how it was 24-7, 365 for you. Yeah, so when it came to, I mean, I don't really know about D3, D1, but I can definitely talk about D2. So, I mean, as a pitcher, you even get more time on top of regular players. So, like, let's say a typical day for me would be, We'd have lift at like 7 a.m., 6 a.m. So we'd go in, we'd lift 6 a.m. to whatever. And then let's say you have an 8.30 class, you'd go to class. Then you have a class after that. And then in between classes, I'll have a bullpen. So I'll have a bullpen and I have no time to eat. So I'll just rush right from my bullpen to class. And then I try to find food in between that small time. And then you got to rush right up to practice. You practice for like two hours. And then you you have team dinner. We always had team dinner every night just to keep the team spirits alive and stuff. So we'd go to team dinner, and then you finally get back in your room probably around, like, 7 o'clock. So it's, like, nonstop from, like, 6 a.m. to 7. Like, it's always that crazy. And you still have your homework and everything yes. else to do. Oh, my God. I learned, well, I mean, I still was a procrastinator, but I definitely mastered the <laughs> <laughs> procrastination. I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to do this. I stressed about it freshman year so bad, but then I just learned to love the go, go, go. So, Wow. So, yeah, I think that's really good for, for younger athletes to mm -hmm. hear. And also what you said about when you get there, it's like every all-star that you saw in high school is now on one team mm -hmm. and there are no weak links anymore yes. so you have to just bring your a-game every day yes yes for sure i was definitely extremely intimidated when i came in at first i mean everyone always makes the life of a rookie that's what we always called it so hard but yeah definitely coming in i was like am i set out for this like can i actually do this and then i just sat down and i 
really thought about it and I was like, you know what? I did not come all this way, work so hard to just like give up. So I was like, I'm going to stick it out. This is mine and my dad's dream when we were younger, always working up to it. So I'm like, I'm going to make it happen. And then I became a closer and I just loved my experience. I loved the girls that I worked with and it was just definitely one of my highlights so far. We talked about her before, but Katherine Johnson, Edmiston grad, played at Millersville, now transferred to Brockport. But So when you played Millersville, you had told me, again off the air, that uh, there was a game where you were closing for Mansfield, she was closing for Millersville. What was that like? Oh my God, it felt like, <laughs> it felt like we were back in high school. I was like, this is so strange, like how small of a world it actually is, especially with softball. Like everyone around in this area knows everyone, so... I, it kind of felt amazing. I mean, even though we lost, so props to Cat. But <laughs> it, I mean, it was so amazing to see like how far we've actually all come. Like we're in college, we're in Division Two, we're in PSAC, which is a really hard division. I was like, this is crazy. Like that we're here pitching against each other. Like it's just definitely an amazing feeling. So that's so cool that you guys got that opportunity. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's really neat. So. Yep. Well, let's let's change the gears a little hard here. <laughs> okay. We'll go back to the high school years. Okay. I, I think the first question, which I can't believe I've never really asked you about, is you started at Afton, you end your career at Sydney, mm -hmm. and just why that change came about, why you decided to make that switch. So um, after my dad passed away, I was freshman year. Like I was like, you know what? Uh, I really need a change of scenery. I need change of everything. I just wanted to feel normal, fresh start. So, and I knew Sydney was a really, really good school. Like they had a bunch of college classes and I was like, you know what? Might as well. So me and my mom, we made that change. We moved out to Sydney. And so we went there. I took a bunch of college classes. So I ended up going to school like second semester freshman or whatever. So, I mean, it was a great feeling. And so, but yeah, I just needed change of scenery, change of faces, just wanted to start out fresh, start out new. And that's what happened. So was that a difficult decision to leave the historic <laughs> softball program? <laughs> yes, I for sure. For sure. But I mean, I was like, it's not going to be all about sports for my entire life. So I was like, might as well focus on a little bit of education and then just see how it goes. But I mean, I still made absolutely amazing friends in Sydney. And that's the only thing that sucked was it was hard to maintain those relationships in Afton because once you move away, it's just those relationships get lost. But I mean, I just ran into Alex Alford yesterday and we just kicked off like we weren't even like apart. So it was just amazing that you can still go back and be friends with these people. But yeah, so. Do you remember the first time when Sydney softball played Afton, I'm assuming maybe you were pitching once you made the switch, and you're staring in at all your childhood friends. How was that? Oh, it was crazy. Now that I think about it, when was the first time? So, yeah, I was pitching in Sydney, and I, I don't remember if we won. Oh, yeah, we won. It was it was the bottom of the ninth. Well, it, of we, went into extra, <laughs> we went into extra innings, yeah. So... I remember I was like, oh, man, like we're going up against the beast, the belly of the beast, and we're just going to go right into it. And I was like, you know what, guys? I was like, we can do this. Like, it's going to be amazing. So we went in, and I was like, this is so crazy. Like, literally just last year, I was playing with these girls, and now I'm pitching against them. I never pitched an Afton ever, so no one really knew how I was as a pitcher. So it was pitching against them, and I was like, this is just so surreal. Like, this is so strange. But, yeah, we went into nine innings, and then we ended up winning, and it was a great feeling. And 
I mean, me and Cassidy were close in Afton, so she was like, I knew I shouldn't have threw you that drop ball. I still remember <laughs> what I hit because I hit a home run off the drop ball, and I was like, man, this is crazy. Like, it was definitely so much fun, and it was a great experience to have. And So you hadn't pitched yet in Afton because you were younger, but do you think if you had stayed, it would have been harder? Like, they did have Cassidy Phillips. And yeah, I think, Tanya. Yeah, I was going to say, yep. uh, there there was some other good mm-hmm. pitchers at that time. Like, do you think they would have gone rotation or? No. So, so you would have been like third base. Yeah, I would have okay. been third base, and then probably my senior year I would have pitched because there wasn't really anyone in my age area that really pitched besides me. So like once Cassidy and Tanya graduated, I think it would have been me next. But yeah, I was third baseman, and yeah, I didn't really see the mound in Afton. But I mean, I was totally okay with that. Like you said, I was with the legendary program. Like it was just so amazing every game to feel like up on top and stuff so yeah i mean do you remember growing up through those years that that would have been some of their state championship years do you remember following that team oh my gosh the players were, all that? oh yeah oh yeah jesse winans was my idol <laughs> she was someone that i aspired to be i was like this girl is insane like she, she really was yes so i watched her all the time Morgan Muller, she was a great pitcher. I always followed her. Everyone always chanting Mo at the games. Like, I would go to so many games. I remember going to section championships, and, like, it's just so crazy. I was like, I cannot wait to be a part of this. Because, like, you always hear about it. And then I don't think many people know, but my sixth grade year, I was the team manager because you couldn't be... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So I was the team manager sixth grade year, so I actually was around for the Jesse Winan stage and stuff. That was her senior year. And then, so I just went to the practices and stuff and just helped out, learned from it. And then seventh grade year, I joined varsity. But it was just, yeah, crazy. What was it like, you know, e- even in your uh, team manager days, what was it like watching Coach Bosselman uh, interact with the girls? I mean, we had her on and she was, it was one of my favorite episodes. She's just fantastic. Yeah. Like, yep. um, you know, what was that like? learning from her at such a young age it's just so crazy how she can mold people to be into such great players at such a young age like she focuses so hard she's always learning new things like she's not like uh other coaches where they just stick to the same thing she's always adapting to new things and she's always hearing about new things and the thing I love the most is that she always had so many gadgets at practice, like just weird skill working <laughs> things that I was like, I've never even heard of this. And we would just use it for practice and it just makes you better every time. So like it was so amazing how new her coaching was every single year, every single practice, like everything was always different. I mean, transitioning a little bit to Sydney, obviously you guys did really well mm-hmm. and you were a first team Mac all-star for three years. Yep. What's your favorite Sydney memory? Or are you one of those athletes that I have on that has amnesia and doesn't remember <laughs> anything about their high school career? Well, I don't know. So I guess my favorite would definitely be MAC Championship, for sure. I mean, every day in the gym, we'd be practicing, and then I'd look up. I mean, it was so different compared to Afton, because like, sure. that softball program was crazy. So like, you look in Afton, you look up at the MAC Championship, it's like, every single year like back to back to back to back and then you look up in sydney and there wasn't one that was it like banner was empty so i was like we have to get something up there so then it was just surreal that of course mac championship the year we win is my old school so we played against afton so that was the year you played 
here in Sydney. The championship mm-hmm. was, game was in Sydney, right? Yep, yeah. And Afton upset deposit? Am I remembering that? Yes, correctly? I believe so. so and guys- so we were we were so dead set on deposit. We were so focused right. on deposit. And I was like, you know what? I don't even have to focus on playing my old school. But then, I mean, like I said, Afton's yeah. an amazing program. Is, they always yeah. learn how to get things done. So then they beat deposit. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like... I'm about to go into a MAC championship against my old school. Like, this is going to be fun. Like, I don't see it as a stressful situation, but I'm sure they thought of it that way, too. Like, this is going to be so fun. So it definitely was. And it was an amazing feeling to finally see the year of the MAC championship up on that banner in the in the gym. And I was like, finally, like, we've got something up there to represent this sport. So... And your crew, like you said it, when you came to Sydney, you made some really good friends, mm-hmm. and that group was really good throughout a variety of sports. Yes. So you, you were field hockey, basketball, softball. That group was pretty much all basketball, softball, and then you guys were split a little bit, soccer, field yep. hockey. But, I mean, just talk about that crew, and uh, what a time to move here. <laughs> I mean, that was yeah. like a juggernaut of girls going Yes. Through. Yeah, we were just talking about it, and it's just so crazy that that was like the loaded year in really Sydney. Was. Like my year, it was just all of the amazing athletes were like female athletes were that year. Like we have Jolene Crom, Jenna, Kaylin. We've got like all these crazy athletes and it's just so crazy that we were all put together. I was like, there's no way that there's this many amazing athletes all in the same age group. And that's exactly what happened. So like, I really was excited to go through sports with those group of girls because it just made it exciting. And like, we were always so competitive. And so when we all graduated, I was like, man, what's going to happen now? Like, I think we graduated seven seniors and they were all on the field pretty much. So like, it was just so crazy how many amazing athletes we all had. So yeah, I know Brzee missed you guys for a while <laughs> after that, <laughs> softball wise. Oh, Brzee will always miss us. Yep. I got to get him on here. Yes, you do. He's gonna amazing have some, man. Some great stories. Mm-hmm. So, well, as we start to to wrap up a little bit, one thing you mentioned before, and I did want to bring up, was that your your dad passed away unfortunately mm-hmm. very early, and I, I felt comfortable bringing this up with you because you know I lost a parent early on. So yep. I feel like. Anytime you go through that, you I guess you can understand a little bit more like yes. what that person's going through. Now I had a lot more time with my mom than you had with your dad, so yeah. Um, just like how has that shaped your life? Uh, you said you needed that change of scenery, and like yep. that had to be extremely hard to go through at at your age. Yeah, so I was thirteen, so it was pretty pretty weird age for a big event to happen in your life. So, I mean. We always focused on softball. Like, that was our main thing. Like, that was our thing together. Like, I wanted something to focus on with him because I never saw him throughout the day. It would be, he would go to work early and then he'd deliver firewood or sawdust or whatever after work and then he'd be in the garage working on the race car. So I was like, I need to come up with a hobby that me and him could do together so we could spend more time together. So we came up with the idea of pitching. Like, let's work on it. Let's focus on it. So we did that. He was my catcher. It was amazing. It was always our goal together to get to the collegiate level. And so when we started focusing on it really hard, he was like, you know what? It's not my time anymore. Like, I'm going to step aside from racing. So he took a couple years off so that he could focus with me and we could travel together in softball. And it was just so amazing that I could spend, like, all this time together with him. Because you go from, like, not seeing him all day because, like, he's working and he's working on the race car and then... 
now we're like focusing on something together like it was an amazing amazing duo thing to happen so it was really nice and you you told me before this that it just happened to turn out that norm april is was his neighbor yes yeah so that's how we pretty much got to know him so like i'm pretty sure don't fact check me on this i'm pretty sure it was his childhood like home and we were talking about it and they were neighbors when he was a kid so that's how they knew him and then holly april i mean softball legend in this area so like we reached out to him we were like my dad's like you know what norm she's starting pitching let's let's get her and Let's work together and let's just see how it goes. So I worked with him a lot my younger years, and I don't really remember when we stopped. But, yeah, he was a great pitching coach, definitely shaped a lot of my skills, and he made sure I got things done and did it right. That's for sure. That's for sure. That's just really a neat connection between your dad Mm -hmm. and a pitching coach like Norm who has worked with so many amazing pitchers in the area. So Mm -hmm. I I just thought that was neat. But, um, you know, Throughout your high school years and your college years and even today, um, do you still uh, think about your dad every single day? Oh, my gosh, for sure. I mean... mean, I I know that's a big thing for me. Somehow, I always think about my mom every day. So I'm imagining that your dad has has come to you during some games and helped you out once or twice. Oh, yes, for sure. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, his birthday was the 16th. Like, you think about him every day. So, But yeah, he definitely shaped me who I am, like... Like I said, with closing, you have to have a gut and you have to be, like, strong up in the head. Like, going through this experience and losing a parent, like, that definitely made me strong and definitely made me the closer that I was. So they always said, Connor has no emotion when she's out there. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you just got to have no emotion. So, but, yep, he definitely shaped me for who I am. So I know your dad was really into racing and everything that I read uh, about him talked about racing the one W. And I don't know what that means. So, what so does that mean? W's for Wade. I okay. mean, I'm not really sure why he chose one. I guess I've never really asked. So one's like was like his car number. Yes. Okay. Yep. One okay. W. And then um, he used to have a partner, and they would race together, and he would be the one C. So it was one W and one C race together, and they won almost every race and people were getting pretty mad so then (laughs) they took a break from that but yes he was an amazing racer he was really good in the area and definitely shaped a lot of lives he was definitely a very memorable person and I think a lot of people could speak for that I mean we have the Wade Decker Memorial Race now and I mean a lot a lot a lot of people come to that so it shows you that he was definitely an important person yeah very well-known name Mm -hmm. Um, and and when we had Leah in Mm -hmm. here Leah Decker she talked about racing, and she does race. Is that anything you've ever had any interest in? <laughs> so many of my family ask this, and it's just never never been my forte. Like, I'll go there, and I'll root you guys on. But, like, I always try after my dad's race. Like, it's always a thing that once everything's done, I'll get in my dad's car, and I'll try to do a lap. Oh, my God, I can't even figure it out. Really? Never. See, Leah's like, oh, it's not that hard. Oh, yeah. I don't know how she does it because, like, modified, that's what his car is. That's what we tried to get me to do, and I can never figure it out. I was like, how the heck does this 17-year-old girl get in this car and do what she does? Like, I don't understand. Like, so proud of her in that moment because I'm like, I can never figure it out. I'll be there to root you on, but that'll never be me in the car, that's for sure. Oh, it's yeah. It was uh, it was great talking with her about that. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot. Yep. I learned a lot that day. So. Yeah. But um, is there anything we missed before we ask you some of the hard hitting closing questions? I don't think so. I mean, we talked Afton, we talked Sydney, we talked college. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, yeah, it, it, it's been awesome to catch up with you because it, in my job, like you're so tight with the athletes and then they go on and you follow them, but you, you can't, you don't see them every yeah, day. It, yep. It's hard. So it's great to see you coming back. Going yes. To grad thanks school. for having me. And so you want to be a school counselor. That's yes. Uh, yep. That's the goal. Definitely was a last minute decision, but I'm, I'm glad I went with it. I have to read this off my card here. Okay. It, uh, on the Mansfield roster, it said your um, major was forensic slash <laughs> counseling psychology, right? Yes. Forensic and counseling. What so, is the forensic part there? It sounds so, like CSI or something. Yeah, no. So like I went in and I was, I didn't know, like I watched Silence of the Lambs and I was like, oh my God, I want to do that. That sounds crazy wow, okay. now that I say it, but I was like, oh my God, I want to do that. I like, I want to work with inmates. I want to do the whole profiling. Like that sounds like me. And then I, I'm going through college and I'm like, Oh God, can I actually do that? Do I have the gut to do that? So then I was like, maybe I'll work with juveniles. Like I want to work with teenagers and just troubled teens and stuff like that. So then I was like, you know what? I'll pick up the counseling major too. So I was dual in forensic and counseling. I was like, you know what? I'll pick that up. Everything in psychology needs counseling anyways, whatever. I'll do that. And then I was like, how can I work with teenagers every day? that have go through so much and have tough lives. So then I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll look into school counseling. So then I did my internship with Shannon Phillips in Bainbridge and fell in love. I was like, I did not know what they actually did. And then I did it. And I was like, this is so crazy and so different every day. Like, there's never a dull moment. I was like, this is what I want to do. So then I chose school counseling my summer going into senior year. Or something like that. Yeah, summer going into senior year. That's so cool. Yep. And I think for anyone listening, like you don't have to know right away when you go to school. Oh my god! Like you're yeah. gonna figure it out. Things are gonna change. So. Oh yes, I had friends on the team that changed their major. I think like four times. <laughs> Started out at like uh, bio and ended in uh, graphic design. So if that shows you a huge yep. change, then there it is. You see that often. Yes. Oh, I'm gonna be a doctor, biology, and then by the end, it's something different. So. Yes, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Well, we might already know your answer to our one hard-hitting question of what is your favorite local place to eat. <laughs> Much like Leah, you have a connection to yes, Susie's Yes, yes. So I would definitely say Susie's. I mean, I don't have to be a granddaughter to like it. It's just my grandma just is so welcoming in that area. And, like, she just makes it entertaining every single time. I think that's why people love going there. It's just it's always a fun environment to be around. And I guess the, the food's definitely good, too. So that's a plus. But. Food is great. When I go in there... Like, you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> make it pull a joke on me. Yeah. Yeah. At me, you know, yeah, whatever. So, yeah. Susie's Bake Shop and Cafe at the Light in Downtown Sydney, mm-hmm. she would say. So, and besides that, I mean, quarantine, you had some time when you got home. What have you been watching Netflix TV movies? Oh, my gosh. Everything. I've literally watched everything under the sun. All American. Great. Loved it. I got so bored at one point. I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch the Marvel series. So, wow. I watched it in order. Every single one. Loved it. That was a lot of time. But then I finally got a job and I was like, Connor, stop being lazy. Quit watching superhero movies and get your butt in gear. So that's what happened. But watched a lot of stuff. Well, awesome. Connor Decker, Sydney class of 2016. Not that long ago. So (laughs) don't worry about that. And congrats on finishing up at Mansfield. That's really cool. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. Good luck at Oneonta. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. This is episode 46 of the Nate Law Podcast in the books. Hope you enjoyed this one. This was great catching up with Connor after uh, not seeing her for a while. So we'll see you next time right here on the Nate Law Podcast. 
You've been listening to the Nate Law Podcast. Download each new episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.